Welcome to episode 37, the first of our preseason Power Rankings podcast here on the Gold Card Podcast. Welcome to 2020, gentlemen. With with me tonight, we have uh, John George at the Esports Plug. How are we doing, everybody? Calvin T at Ruler Arsama. Hello. And Chris Chong will be joining us probably in about 20 minutes or so. Uh, he's in a very loud area, won't be able to um, chime in until a little bit later, but we'll get him in here. So... This is going to be the first of our preseason power rankings and tier list shows. Uh, we're going to do one for each of the four major regions. Uh, today is going to be the LPL. So we're going to start off in China. It's the region that starts first, starts on Monday morning for Amer- you know, us in North America. And, um, yeah, a couple days away. So this kind of snuck up on us, the LPL starting. A uh, couple things to note about the LPL this season. They've added another team. So it's a 17-team league now. Um. It's going to be round single best of three round robin. So every team's going to play everybody in a best of three. And um, we have the new team, and that's about it. So a lot of roster moves. We talked about that in the roster move podcast. Um, we're going to do tier lists. And what we mean by tier lists is we're going to group the teams by big picture, you know, overall quality. Uh, it's a better way of doing than just number one, number two, number three, number four power rankings. So um, I'm going to do a quick definition of the tiers, and then we're going to jump right into this. So... <clears throat> We're going to do our tiers as S, A, B, C, D, and F in that order. So S-tier teams are world championship caliber teams. Uh, they are substantially ahead of the region. Um, they're teams that are probably going to be in the conversation for you know competing for the world title this year. There's not too many of these teams in the world. There's you know, a few, like maybe 10 or so. Um, A-tier is teams that are likely playoff teams within that region, and um, they have you know, they could contend for a title if a few things go their way, right? Um, these are usually solid teams, bring back a lot of players or, or teams with a lot of upside. Um, they just have a couple question marks, and they could maybe get there. Then there's um, a lot of these teams. There's usually going to be a few of these teams at the World Championship as well. So uh, then we have the B tier, which are teams that may or may not make the playoffs. They're like, you know, 50-50 or so. Uh, this is like most middle-of-the-table teams. Um, they're usually pretty solid. But they have some pretty clear weaknesses and maybe a little bit of upside here and there. Uh, moving on, we got C tier. C tier is almost definitely non-playoff teams that need like a whole lot of things to go right in order for them to you know overextend or overachieve their expectations. Um, D tier, almost definite non-playoff teams. It would take a borderline miracle for them to really have any shot at playoffs within their region. But it can happen sometimes. And then F-tier teams are, honestly, teams that just don't belong in the league. So uh, there's not going to be very many of those. So, uh, Although I do have one for, I think, the first time ever, maybe. And maybe I'm wrong about that. We'll see. But um, so we're going to talk about the uh, the LPL today. And uh, I figured you guys want to start at the top or the bottom. What do you think? Um, it might make it a little bit more exciting to start at the bottom and then uh, yeah, lead up into the, yeah. the top. Yeah, let's, let's, that sounds so good. we'll start from the bottom, right? So uh, what we did was we aggregated our um, our ratings or our rankings, and then we tiered those aggregated rankings the best we could. We kind of had to give or take some. So we'll start at the bottom. The um, we had actually two teams um, that we had last in the LPL. So this would be 16th and 17th, and that was LGD and Victory 5. I personally didn't have either of these teams in the bottom two, but uh, 
I, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pass to you guys because you guys all had either Victory Five or LGD in your bottom two, and I think John, you had both. So, um, actually, you had you had a difference between LGD. So feel free to ju- let's let's jump in on LGD first. Yeah, I had LGD worst team in the league. Um, they were arguably the worst team in the league last year, and then in my opinion, they got worse. <laughs> um. So that that never helps if you're already it's one of the like pretty pretty straightforward. <laughs> like, and I, I really do think, and I've talked about it a little bit on my my solo podcast and on here a little bit. I really do think that when new generations come in, the average new generational player tends to be better than the average player from last generation. So if your team is full of a bunch of average players from the last generation, it's not going to get better for you, in my opinion, when a bunch of new average players from the next generation come in. Um, and that's pretty much what LGD is, a bunch of average to bad players from the last generation. Yeah, LGD is kind of in a unique place because they're, they have a lot of players that aren't necessarily bad. Like, these are names of people. I mean, LGD, so right now, it's looking like their their projected starting lineup is going to be Lies and Colt splitting duties in the top lane. Um, Peanut, familiar name from the LCK. Uh, Yuki, Kramer, and Killua. Uh, Killua was on Rogue Warriors last season. Kramer and Peanut are are household names. Most people know them, and and I think they've performed pretty well in their careers overall. Uh, I kind of think Kramer's been underrated for his career. But so the thing is, LGD also has an extended roster with even more players. Yeah, they have than, a bunch of players that could theoretically play. And to me, like a lot of these guys are, it's not always necessarily a case of young and old with this team, right? Like, a lot of these guys are... There's not a case where this person's clearly superior. Maybe Kramer. Kramer's almost definitely the best carry on this team, I think. Like, 80 carry anyway. My, like, specific breakdown was, I think Peanut has really fallen off. I don't rate Peanut anymore, really. Um, I think Lies was serviceable. I think Yuki is a decently below average mid laner now. Kramer's, like, an average 80 carry, and Killa was, like, an average support, and their top lane's going to be in trouble, probably. Yeah, I think the the biggest question with like I I'm higher on, I think I'm higher on Kramer and Peanut than you specifically Kramer I'm, I am higher on Kramer I think he's good but it's also really hard to stand out as a carry on a team that's not very good and he hasn't been on you know a good team for a little while now so uh, I, I'm willing to say that I have this team just one spot higher than you guys like I have LGD as fifteenth so the the reason being this is a bunch of veteran players. And maybe they, you know, maybe just that the con- like some level of continuity from being familiar and comfortable with the scene, maybe gets them a little, you know, a few more wins than we'd expect. But you could also make the argument against that because it's a comfort situation, and that's not always a good thing either. So, yeah, um, I mean, I, I recognize it's a little bit of a of a hot take to have them in absolute last, given that they're all guys we've seen before. I just get the feeling the LDL players that are coming up, I think, are are generally better than some of these holdovers and so i want to take one quick note of something because colt is on this team go for it um a weird thing that i noticed that i was wondering if any of you guys had any thoughts on so colt came from edg youth who came ninth in the ldl last season Mm -hmm. but the weird thing i noticed when i was going over these rosters is almost nobody from the teams that did well in the ldl came up to the lpl yeah, it's all these like mid guys. It's guys from teams that came like eighth, ninth. There was a uh, somebody came up from Victorious who came twenty third, 
in the LDL. Somebody came up from 87 who came 15th in the LDL. But there was only one player from the top three teams in the LDL that came up. And that just seemed weird to me. Like, why why are they bringing up all kinds of dudes from the teams that came 7th, 8th, ninth, 15th, and nobody from the teams that actually did really well? Yeah. (laughs) I was wondering that, too, because Korea had a bunch of those, too, where they were, like, guys from the, like, barely made the challenger playoffs but maybe it's easier to you catch the team's eye because you're standing out on a bad team maybe that's the only way i could think about it i mean that i mean these guys obviously see these guys more than i haven't watched very much ldl at all so um you know that was was what got me because i watched a decent like a decent amount but i mostly preferred to watch the teams that were doing well and so a lot of the teams that I haven't really seen almost at all were the teams that were getting people brought up. Like, so I haven't seen their teams yeah. play very much at all. There's a lot of guys I didn't know much about. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm just looking like, this is, this is not a good measure. This is not a good measure at all. So let's Prob- be aware. This is not these, a good measure. These players are probably just like cheaper though. Like that's another to, like, a pro contract. They're probably like really cheap and they just probably need someone to sub in. Yeah. I, I do will, agree with in my opinion. It's not, mm-hmm. a, it's not a, like they didn't do that well in the LDL. So they must be bad. I mean, it's very easy to be a good player on a team that's struggling. Yeah, I'm looking but at the I'm looking at the LDL and Colt was voted MVP twice. Not a great measure at all, but notable, I think. So there's, a, I think the entire his entire team got brought up. I think they're all on yeah, different. Hope um, I think the entire team got brought up. Jackaray, I don't is he on a team? Uh, Iwandi, who's Iwandi on is, Iwandi's is up. now. Jackaray, I don't uh, know. Yimang, who's on WE. Uh, yeah, like their whole, basically their whole team got brought up to the LPL. Yeah, uh, that is a weird, that is a weird dynamic. I haven't really, um, I don't, I don't know why that's the case. Maybe they're just, maybe, maybe they are just good players, and they are going through the like going through the system to see like how they behave as a pro and all that. But some of these guys have been around for like Hope's been around for a little while. Yeah, I mean Hope was just backing up iBoy last season anyway. Yeah, so but, yeah, um, so I had. Uh, so we had LGD. Uh, we'll go to Victory 5 next. Uh, actually, Cal, what did you have on LGD? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there. No, you guys really hit it in the spot. I just think this team's just an average team. It's not like they're like good or they're bad. You know, It should be maybe a little better than what they were the past like last year or two years, but I don't know. They're just, they're just kind of the same. I think everyone above them, though, I think the LPL is actually going to be really competitive, in my opinion. I agree. Like, I feel like how last year was, like, basically, like, the first half is, like, really good, and then the bottom half teams are just really bad. You know what I mean? I feel like now it's just, like, we're kind of condensing to a lot of good, really good teams yeah. besides, like, an FPX or, like, a V5 or LGD. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think there's going to be, like, so. a two-thirds, one-third split, whereas last year it was, like, the opposite. Maybe, like, half-half last year. Right? Yeah. So... It was more like half half last year. Yeah, like the, the thing with this team, like, doesn't this just feel like the LGD retirement home? Like, right? Like, does, yeah. like it just feels that way, right? Where it's like they have this like thirteen person roster or whatever, and like, WE's kind of doing this too. We're gonna get to them in a little bit, but like they just have this like extended roster, and it's like I don't know, it's not that exciting. So, uh, anything else on LGD? No, I mean, I just think like like nope. kind of like Calvin said. I just, I just wanted to say like. They do look like, on paper, like a kind of average team, but they were not an average team last season with basically this exact same roster except a different support. 
Um, and I mean, Peanut wasn't there, but I just don't rate him very highly. Yeah. So there, there's also the angle that we didn't mention, which is just like the half the problem LGD had last year was they just didn't keep the same lineup ever. And like, I don't trust this team to just find. If you had this kind of this kind of setup and you found your five, like your optimal five or six, even like one sub or something, and you ran that out, and like this was just a matter of like throwing darts and you figure out the five that work for you, that's one thing. But we've seen time and time again, it's, it's two years now with this team, that mm. they just never, there's no consistency. So uh, that 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 I think you have to bake into this ranking a little bit, is that like we just don't trust the staff there to make these kind of decisions, and there's not going to be any consistency. So even if the players are pretty good, it's really hard to get into any kind of rhythm that way, especially if the reason's going to be more competitive. So, Yep, I agree. Uh, next up we had Victory 5. Um, aggregated, we had them, you know, the same. Uh, Chris had them in last place. John Calvin had them in second to last. I had them a little bit higher than that. Um, I had them another tier up. But, uh, yeah, Victory 5, go for it. Because I have them higher than – you know, actually, I had them a little higher than you guys, so maybe I should open on this one. Because I think this team – I think having continuity means something. And this team does have some continuity – I also think the stuff that this team was doing with the the solo lane label instead of a mid and a top, if you look at the game now, that's kind of the way the game is, right? And I think that's going to be something that's good for them. They were ahead of the curve on that. They have experience doing that. The thing is, I don't know. The the question to me with this team is, is the continuity and the fact that they're versed in that style going to overcome the fact that now everyone's going to be doing that? Like, it's not their own shtick or their own – it's, like, not their unique – um, way to get get one over on somebody anymore because it's basically the same team, right? Like we have some changes, but like the the core is the it's, same with like Y four Mole yeah. and um, like you know the switching Mindy. out of the top lane, yeah, like yeah, like I don't know, and I don't know enough about Zhao Han to really make a difference. Like I, I have this team a little bit higher just because of you know continuity and because of the, that fact, but I could totally see making the opposite argument too. This is a team that I think is setting themselves up really well. Like, I actually kind of really like what they did here, but I don't think it's going to make them a strong, like, spring split team. This is they, These are the guys that went out and they got 997, who was from Victorious, the team that came 23rd in the LDL. And they picked up Ali's, who was on 87, who was the 15th best team in the LDL. So it seems really obvious to me that what they're doing is trying to find some gold in the haystack. They're going to some of these worst teams, grabbing their best players, they think somebody they can get for cheap, they can try them out for a little while, see if they become studs, uh, you know, give them a shot on, on in the LPL and see how they do. And then I think they're just going to make changes later. So, like, of the guys they picked up, they got two guys from Joy Dream and then 997 and Allies. I think this is their split to figure out which of those guys are, L, are LPL caliber and which ones aren't. And so I, I like this strategy for a team that's not going to be good. Go try to find some diamonds in the rough. Give them a shot, see how they do, and then they can change later. So I think this is like a next year spring team for me. That's a good. Uh, that's a good way to put. It. I, I didn't really think about that angle, and now that now that you're mentioning it, that's. Interesting. I think you're going to see when they go into summer. I think they're going to change their lineup from what it is now. You'll see some of these people stay and some of these people go, and then by the time next year spring rolls around, they should have a better idea of of if they found any diamonds or not. And if they found a couple diamonds, then they can put together a good roster next year's spring. I just don't think they're going to be good this year as they're trying to figure that out. 
Yeah, I like this. I like that angle. Cal, what, Cal, what do you think on, on Victory 5? It's tough for me to say. Um, I just feel like, I, I I don't know. I wanted to believe in Victory 5 last year, and it I, they just sucked, and it burned me so hard. <laughs> yeah, and then it's basically <laughs> it's basically the same team besides the top winner, and what John says is true. Like, maybe these guys are studs, and we just don't know, but... I think it's just more of an unknown to me and just knowing how they just were. They just really didn't, like, improve or they kind of – I feel like they just kind of just settled. So, until they prove me wrong, I guess, I just, you know, just haven't bottom, bottom tier. Victory Fry is interesting because they went from, like, we thought they were underrated last year to we immediately, like, went the opposite and they're overrated. Like, right away. Like, after, like, a few weeks, we were, like – there was like a couple matches where we kept sipping the Kool Aid, and then as soon as we realized it, we're like, "Oh, this seems way overrated." Like they're just like they. Oh man, they have these these versatile solo lanes, and they're ahead of the curve, and they are. But like the players just weren't that good. <laughs> yeah, like that that's what it boiled down to. Is like, oh yeah, like Mullen Windy can do all this stuff, but they're just not that good. So like, if they can do all this matchup based stuff, that's neat and everything. But if they can't just if they're just gonna get bodied by a better laner, then I don't know <laughs> how much it matters. Y four I think is good. Like Y four is good. Yeah, I've been kind of waiting for Y4 to break out of his shell, but honestly, he has on this team. I thought he would get a chance to go kind of nuts, and I haven't really. He hasn't really performed that well for me, so I'm hoping he has a better year this year. All right, uh, so victory five. So next up in the aggregated rankings, we had um, Rogue Warriors. So I had Rogue Warriors sixteen. Chris had them fifteen. And John had them 15. Cal, you're oh, you're at 14. You're the highest of the bunch. The, this team didn't do, like. What did they do? They didn't like. They kept Haro. That's right. They brought in Lay, which is like I think is an upgrade in support. They brought but, crazy from SKT too, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I was never super impressed with crazy, so we're just going to have to see. They did do one thing that nobody else did, which I'm kind of hyped about. They brought in a guy from the team that was the best team in the LDL in the regular season. Whoa. Or, Wu Ming. Yeah, uh, what's, yeah, Wu Ming was like one of the better players in that whole region, Like just like looking at like score lines and stuff. Again, like I haven't watched too much of it, but like th- there's going to be competition. Like there, There's some players on this team. So, like, I think we like their upside a little more than these other teams we've mentioned. And I still think Zwoogie's an absolute yeah. animal. Yeah, Zwoogie's really, really good. But, like, the... I think Haro's a problem. I, I think their top lane's probably going to be a problem. And then they're going to need Wooming to be very good in the L- at the LPL level to be even kind of competitive. Yeah. I think something we should mention before, like, going ahead is... is... A lot of these players are very good. They're they're prospect like promising prospects and everything. The problem is the level of competition is so high in China, especially. Yeah, man. like, and at certain positions, especially too. Like, there's just such a ridiculous level of competition that you can't just compare them to like a player, like or a professional player. You have to compare them to that region's professional players at that position, right? So, like, crazy. Historically, SK Telecom prospects have been very successful, right? Like, wherever they go, they've always been at least, like, serviceable professionals, right? The problem is, like, how's Crazy going to fare against, like, uh, like Curse? The Shy. Like, I'm not, I'm not even going to the Shy's level, right? Yeah. Like, I'm talking about a guy that's, like, similarly, you know, a younger, younger player, promising talent. Like, I'll take Curse nine times out of ten, right? Yep, exactly. Um, like, uh, like, Curse, Zoom, Jinu. 
Uh, I'm not even going into the con con an eight or king in an ADD. I think king in an yeah. ADD have shown more like Flandre. Like I'm trying to name like the middle of the table top laners, and yeah, still I don't bad. know if he measures up. Yeah, so there's a lot of these teams that like look promising, and we're gonna have to see, obviously, but. You just like looking at it in a vacuum is, and, and you can do this with any player. We're just kind of picking on crazy right now, but <laughs> this is really starting to feel to me kind of like a mystic situation. Like, like Muji's just going to be stuck on Rogue Warriors for his career. And yeah, I mean, like you say, you really have to judge it against the the region because none of these lineups really look that bad. Like, I mean, yeah. if you you took this uh, if you took this LGD lineup, which I put in last place, if you put that LGD lineup in the LCS. They're like a top four team, probably. Probably. They're probably a top three or four team in the LCS, I'm yeah. guessing. Like, what? honestly, it's just about how hard China is right now. There's so many good teams and so many good players in China that you can't just put together, like, an average roster and feel good about it over there. Yeah, that's kind of where um, – I mean, we're not going to go too deep on this, but, like, I, I think after we do all these shows, we can kind of tie a big bow on it and do a comparative analysis of, like, right, just how much stronger is the LPL than – the west you know like that kind of thing yeah. so um i so you guys had east uh, the the aggregated odds have or aggregated um tiers and placements for us have e-star next i had e-star last and i have e-star in the f tier so here's my reasoning this team hasn't even officially announced yet <laughs> they're officially a team in the lpl as far as I know, they haven't officially announced a roster. There's more or less a set roster now, like yesterday. Like, the season starts on Monday. Now, most of this team is from Young Miracles. Um, obviously, the guy uh, the guy that owns E-Star is the owner of Young Miracles from the LDL. Uh, Young Miracles has, ha- has been a tremendous farming ground, like, developmental team. So many of their players have, have been relevant professionals, right? Um so like maybe you have that angle, but to me this is this is really as simple as there's just too many unknowns. Like you guys are you guys are a lot higher on me than me because, and I can totally understand this angle of, you know, the new generation just coming in hungrier, outclassing the older generation of players, which is totally fine. To me, they're they're to me it's guilty until proven innocent. Like <laughs> how are you gonna? The season starts on Monday unless this is like this most savage next level next level where. <laughs> They're, like, concealing all information possible to prevent scouting and all that, and, like, maybe they start off hot. I don't know. Maybe that's the case, but, like, I, I, I can't put them as a professional team right now. Like, I can't honestly say this team belongs in the LPL, and it's only because it's a 17th slot, right? Yeah, yeah for me, so I rated them higher than most people, I think. Um, I think you all did. Like, I have them 17. Well, uh, I have them last. Calvin has them last. I had them in 13th. And I think Chris right. had them 17, 16, 14, 13, 12. Chris had them in 12th. Yeah, so I had them higher than, than a lot of people will in 13th. Um, and the main thing for me is kind of like I said, with the next generation being better than the current generation. And they have a lot of continuity because they're only players from two teams, really. Like you said, they took Young Miracles, and then almost all the rest of their players are from Royal Club. So it's, and then it's two groups of guys Chelsea's that know each the, other. Chelsea's from the L- L- LMS, right? Yeah, yeah. Shasti from Flash Wolves. Um, and everybody else on there is either from Young Miracles or Royal Clubs. So they all should have some idea of each other at least. So there's some continuity there. And I do think 
like I said, that the average LDL players are gonna, are going to be better than the average like LPL veterans. And I don't mean average like of the whole league. I mean guys who were average in the LPL. Yeah. Um, I think those guys are are going to be outclassed by the LDL players. So I, I think I have a some faith in the team. I actually made them one of my very few futures bets because they were plus twenty five thousand. And you never know when you're going to get like a Griffin situation. Basically, yeah, that's true. Like when Griffin came up, how many people thought Griffin was going to win the LCK or be like the best team or among the best teams in the LCK? Like pretty much nobody. And this could be the exact same thing. You never know. And at plus twenty five thousand, I think you can take a shot at that. So yeah. that's beer money. <laughs> <laughs> um. What do we have next? So, e Star is just a lot of questions. Like Calvin, like what do you you had them last with me? Like, is your I, is your last place ranking a measure of the players or a measure of just like there's just too many unknowns? Because that's what it is for uh, me. Yeah, it's just too many unknowns. And honestly, I mean, I just don't know. Like, I just I just don't know these guys. Just, yeah, I, I heard. I mean, I heard crying. Shall see and wink. We've seen wink. before. Yeah. Um. um they're the only two with professional league experience that I know of. Unless I, I heard about something. that crying guy, he I heard he was really good. So, but yeah, like I don't just I just don't know. I just know how good this this, this team's going to be compared to everyone else. And like I said, I just don't know. It's just unknown. I really hope I'm wrong, and I am totally open to the fact that this team could have a ton of upside. Yeah, it's not like I was great. saying like yeah. they suck because they suck. We just don't know. I just yeah, don't know. You exactly. Know I mean? So exactly. I can't really pinpoint it. Um, yeah, I don't think any of us have any real grasp on how these guys are going to look. I'm just we're just using like general narratives. Um, I've like I said, I've watched the Young Miracles guys, especially. I watched a little bit last season, but that still doesn't really give us any sort of decent gauge on how they're going to be. It's like watching somebody in LCS Academy doesn't really tell you how they're going to be in the LCS because the play styles are so yeah. different and opposing. Just, just just ask Golden Glue. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, none of us really have a great idea on what's going on with this team. Just using kind of like general narratives. So that's like our our like our bottom tier, like our our D to F tier, give or take. <clears throat> then there's a fairly big jump from that to W E, who we have as the consensus uh, math seventeen, sixteen, fifteen, fourteen, thirteen. So uh, we had them uh, aggregated to thirteen and ranked thirteen and a half. Um, w E is somewhat similar to the LGD situation where it's like a team that they just didn't do a lot. <laughs> they're like rebuilding, but they just refuse to admit that they're rebuilding. Like that's, that's what WE is to me, but they have good enough players where they'll probably be like, okay. Like, I think they're enough better than th these, these bottom teams. That's I liken them. I liken them a little bit to V5, like a better version of what V5 is doing. Yeah, I think that's a good. Um, they're they're pulling some some straw out and trying to see if they can find some gold in there. But they also took uh, a kind of a known quantity in Plex, who was pretty good last season. Mm -hmm. They're going to give him a chance because uh, he was getting swapped out a fair bit as well. So this is giving him a chance to run the mid lane. Hopefully, they did pick up Yimang as well. But um, I'm hoping they're going to give Plex a chance. And then they Beishang is there. Yeah. Like their future guy. That's the guy they're building around. They brought somebody up to back up Poss in case Poss is a bad split. It seems like they're. This is another team that like I'm not really going to be thinking about as any sort of contender until like next year's yeah. spring. Probably. Hasn't hasn't Morgan played before? I'm pretty sure he's played in the LPL. Before. He has. He was on the J. He was um, on the JDG. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was gonna say I know, I've seen him before. Um, I, I like, like this team. I think the difference with this team versus like so like Yed Zwuji on Rogue Warriors, but like. Beishang is an actual budding star, right? 
as yeah. you know, from what he's, I can he's tell. Similar to Zuji, he hasn't really been on a good team, but he's been. But like, yeah. I think I like what WWE is doing and building around that. Like, they have some amount of continuity, and they, I think they did just strictly upgrade. Besides losing Mystic, I think the to me the biggest question with this team and the reason I don't have them any higher is: is this team just going to play the same way they were playing? Like this WE was all like it was like the Mystic playstyle. Like John, you've been all about this. Like they played yeah, around yeah. Mystic for years and years and years. And it's gonna be interesting to see if they continue to do that or if we see the new look and then how long it's gonna take for that to be, you know, come to fruition, right? If I that, think if that's the case. Different. And I, I think personally, I think playing playing that way was outdated and it was it was honestly impressive that they made it work. Uh, with the especially with the players they had, but Mystic's also a, a really talented player. He's been really good for a long time, yep. so it's going to be interesting to see. Like, I think this team could be better than like I think if I had to pick like one of these bottom teams, like this is why I have them ranked higher. Is like I think because they're moving into the 21st century, so to speak, uh, I think they have a good chance of you know developing and improving, and we're going to get to see a lot of these players, a lot of them in their second year. That's another thing. Like sometimes there's a fall off, but a lot of times there's you know it's better. So I think this team's got some upside, like sneaky upside. But I, I don't. They're not going to be a playoff team. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think so either. But I do like what they're doing. I think you you can play this split as sort of the the Plex and Beishong show, and see how Zhu Meng does, and bring Yi Meng in every once in a while, and see how he does, and see how Morgan does every once in a while, and then they can try to find their stride later. I think. Yeah, this team looks like if if it comes together, this could be like a team competing for a playoff spot in summer. I think. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. If, if it comes together, so that's the big question mark. Um, Cal, thoughts on WE? Your uh, your boy, my boys. I think they're gonna be good. Uh, to be honest with you, uh, they actually looked really good at uh, Demasi. You know, really don't want to take too much out of it. I felt like most of the teams are running their full lineup. I'm glad you said that, by the way, because. And... We don't want to look too much into the into the offense. Oh no 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 yeah, but I just think that each I just think this team in general is playing well together. Like it's you know obviously there's going to be mistakes here and there, but I think the bottom hip, bottom lane held up pretty well. And, you know, I, this team looked good. This team looked good. Like they got hot in summer I mean? last year. Like yeah. they got hot for a little bit, but I also think the game's a lot different now, which is why I think they they have to evolve because they Poss- they can't play Poss- that way anymore. Yeah. I love Poss as well. He didn't play well in his spring split, and then I think last split he was rough to start off, but then he finished strong. Like you said, they got hot. He did and improve. I think, and I think he he improved a lot, so I'm looking forward to what he's going to bring this split. All right. We have uh, a pretty large jump. I maybe should have grouped WE in their own tier, but uh... – so next up, we had aggregated at 10.7 is Dominus. Uh, there was, let me see, a fair Oh, no, we, had, we have a Sooning in oh, there. Oh, Sooning, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sooning at 11.2. Still a pretty big it's jump. Kind of variant team for us in where we're rating them. Yeah, so really, really, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to redo this because if you go based on aggregate, aggregated like this, like this is where the tiers actually are, right? Yeah. You see what I'm doing? So like... Moving up a tier now because I do think I, I do think Sooning is probably a cut better than these teams. Yeah. Um, I have Sooning higher than a couple of these. Dude, I have Sooning so like in last place. Well, so, I want to make a, a comment on Sooning before we start yeah, talking. Yeah, about let's. Them. The yeah, rumor let's... 
the rumor is that this is this could be the landing spot for Jackie Love. Yeah, this is very that's relevant. The that I've been, that's the rumor that I've been hearing, and so I rated them as if they didn't have Jackie Love. Same, but but he definitely would improve. Uh, would improve yeah. where I have them sitting. So currently, Sooning is uh, Bin, SOFM, Angel, Weiwei, and Sword Art. So I don't know, like, how how much different is this really? Like, I, clearly they're better, but like, how much better is this really with Jackie Love? I mean, it's uh, interesting to see Jackie Love out of context, right? That's gonna be a, that's gonna be probably an interesting angle too, right? Yeah, to see how good he is when he's not playing on that team. Yeah, when he's not with a super team, <laughs> like. I'm kind yeah. of just glad that Maple's not on Sooning, though. If Maple was on Sooning and Jackie Love went to Sooning, I think that team would suck, in my opinion. But... Yeah, we'll have to see what the effect of that is, because at the moment, I'm treating Maple like a drag-down, like, losing player to have on your team. Is Maple, is Maple the LPL's version of Phoenix? Like, it certainly be, feels yeah. that way. And I, but I'm, yeah. starting, I'm wondering, you know, it's possible that maybe the coaching staff at Sunning is the problem, and maybe when Maple gets to a different team, he'll be better, and this team will continue to be bad, even though I feel like they were smart to move on from him. We'll have to see. Whatever they had last year, it just wasn't working. Like, going into, the, like going into 2019, Sunning was the hype team, right? Mm-hmm. Like, in the LPL, Sunning was the, the, the next great team, right? And they had all these players. Ma- Maple was an absolute stud for, like, his entire career. And then got here, and, like, he was just so hot and cold. And I don't know if that was a, re- a result of the region, the step up in, in overall talent or what. But th- whatever they were doing just wasn't working. And I-, I agree. They just had to move on in some way, shape, or form. And it's probably the best way to do it that way. Um, so, like, let me see. Sword Art is very similar because Sword Art was by far the yep. best in the LMS. Probably like, the best support all time in the LMS. Yes, and then they brought him on there and he's not looked good on suiting. So we'll just have to see if this is a coaching issue. I my, I had always posited last season that this was just that they couldn't handle the pace of the LPL. They, they weren't getting the control yeah. on games that they were getting when they were playing in the LMS. Yeah. Much more slower paced region, like by a, a lot. <laughs> yeah, and even though they were on one of the more aggressive teams in the region, it wasn't comparative to the LPL. So it just seemed to me like they weren't ready to do the roaming and, and the type of warding and stuff that they needed to do for the pace that was going to be played. And so we'll have to see if, if Sword Art can adjust to that, if he gets Jackie Love or even, I guess, Weiwei if, if they don't get Jackie Love. Yeah, so just like I'm just like going through these now. So I had Sooning... So I had Sooning 12th. You have them higher than that. Chris has them higher. Chris has them 9th, I believe. John, you have them, I think, 12th with me, right? Yeah, and honestly, if they get Jackie Love, they probably move up a couple spots. Like, they'll be competing. Like, to me, to me, I put this team in, like, a B tier, where, like, this is going to be, like, in that group of teams that are challenging for a playoff spot. Uh, I think they're probably the least likely of those, like, challenging teams, like, the playoff caliber teams. I think they're probably the weakest one, but it's just mostly because they have the most question marks. Like, these players are good. But their players were good last season, arguably better last season, and they just could never put it together. So, similar to LGD, I'm reluctant to trust them to put it all together because the coaching staff has shown that they aren't able to do that. Maybe that changes. Uh, like yeah. so, Cal, you you had you have Sooning fifteenth. Like you have them the lowest of all of us. 
Is it just that angle, or do you think the players are just not that good, or is it some combination of these things? I think it's a combination of... I don't... Okay, no, I won't say the players aren't good, because I think they're pretty good. I don't... Well... Angel Weiwei, it's weird, because Angel and... Who's their top leader again? Uh, it's your Ben. Ben, Ben. Yeah, so, like, we've seen... I've seen Angel play top, middle, and then... I don't know, dude. I don't, just last year just left a sour, <laughs> bitter, like, just taste in my mouth. I just don't know if Weiwei's that good. If you get Jackie Love, and I, yeah, it's definitely an upgrade. I'm going to rank them higher, but, I mean... So, would getting Jackie Love up know. this team a full tier for you, or just a couple spots? Like, are they still in yeah. this, like... Because you have... Yeah. So, you have them in, like, SABC. You have them in, like, like your D tier. Like, definitely not, yeah. like, definitely not playoffs. Yeah. Like, yeah. That and bad? Like, does, does them getting Jackie Love fix this, or is this like a like a like a systemic problem? I want to say like they're going to be like a playoff team. I would say I think they're going to be just a tier better than all these teams that I have like below here. With, okay, like, so you would V five LGD, spots. yeah. Okay, I just just literally just don't know how this team is going to play out. You know, or just it just just can't. I'm not. A, I'm really not a fan of just Angel and Weiwei. I'm sorry. Just, There's just I'm a not... we- this team just has a weird vibe about them, right? Like they kind of were like this last season, where like it felt like they would show up for games and they looked great. They really did. Like there were times where they looked great last year, but it was just so few and far between that it's just so hard to trust them. And like I could totally see like them just leaving a sour taste in your mouth, right? Like. Anything and else? I, think, I saw if was a nice player to have. I mean, I don't think Hacker was a problem. No, Hacker was definitely not a problem. And SOFM is a pretty good player. Uh, ben is like the player that I literally know the least about of everybody that's coming into the L- LDL this <laughs> season. So I know almost nothing about him. Did he even play in LDL? Like he was just—is he just like a solo queue guy? Isn't he? he played. He was a solo queue guy, and he had a little bit of a run with Suning's uh, LDL team, but. Not enough that that I really know anything about him at all. So Ben, as far as I'm concerned, is like pretty much a, an unknown quantity. I think and I thought Sword Art was very bad last season. Yeah, so I, I'd agree he's there. gonna have to really he's gonna have to be tears better. And I don't think Weiwei is a good enough AD carry to help make him look tears better. So if they get Jackie Love, they move up two spots for me. If they get Jackie Love, which still doesn't put them in the playoffs, but makes them a better team. I think what's weird about this team too is I tend to like for at least for the spring season I tend to favor like I put a little bit of weight on continuity like teams that are returning like most of or like a core of players mm-hmm. as long as it's like a pretty good core like they were functional and like solid the problem is like this team's returning players but like they spent the entirety of last year just not being able to put it all together mm-hmm. so I don't know if I can trust them to put it all together like with these new players or not Maybe maybe the players that got rid of were the problem. I guess we'll find out, or maybe it's the coaching staff. But there's just a lot of questions with this team. It's not a, it's not necessarily a question of talent because they do have some players, but it's just a lot of question marks. It's a team that probably should be better than I'm ranking them. Like I don't think they will be, but they probably should be. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, what do we have next? Uh, anything else on Sunni? No, they're going to be a real wild card. Yeah, they're. Yeah. The thing is, like, I don't know how high their ceiling actually is either. Like, maybe a bottom playoff team? Like, that's the thing. Yeah, I think, like, like their ceiling is probably, like, 7th or 8th in this league, yeah. I think. Yeah, so, uh, next up we have Dominus. Uh, a team that... 
we were kind of all over the place last season on like there were times last season where we thought Dominus was like oh my god like they're gonna be the real deal and then they just sucked for like a long period of time <laughs> and then like after they were eliminated it seemed like after they were eliminated from playoffs they were like all right maybe pressure's off let's loosen up a little bit and they played so well like they they looked like a better team than I I think they were a better team than WWE at the end of the season in the summer. Like they were I, uh, they were a playoff team. If you just like took the took that last like four weeks and pulled it out and isolated it, they were a playoff team in the LPL. They were really playing with us. They were the team that like as soon as we would say actually these guys are pretty good, then they would just look awful, and then I'd be like, yeah. I'm done with Dominus, and then all of a sudden like they look like gods. They were impossible to figure out last season. So we have some level of continuity from this squad. Um, to bring in Natural, who I think is – let me see. I forget where Natural's from. Natural's a Korean player, isn't he? Um, Natural played for them last season when they subbed out. When oh, they that's traded right. him, so he was there. there he yeah, is. when Chang Hong was gone. Chris Chung, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, there he is. Uh, able to hop in here. Um we are currently, Chris, just to get you caught up here. We are on Dominus. Chris Chung. I mean, I was listening throughout the whole thing. I got you. I just all right. You following? Say a thing. And you guys hit all the things that I had to share similar thoughts on. So I am higher on Sooning because I think we find a bit more stability. But let's jump to Dominus. Yes, this is the team that tilted us, tilted our bank rolls, tilted our yeah. betting. Big time. Big time. Um, so. Um, I have to mute up there, Chris. Uh, this team is basically returning everybody, right? Except for the yes. mid lane. Yep, uh, there were all players. Yeah, they get GA from from WE. Um, I, I don't know. This team just looks good to me. Like Gal and Mark were fine. They're not exciting, but I don't know. I think it's an upgrade. Uh, obviously, obviously with GA coming in, but I also think natural. Natural play was good. more champions because Changong was more of a tank guy. Yeah, he was tank champion, a tank so, player. So that kind of hurt him last that summer split, and he looked oh, he looked so bad. Man. And we saw he like so bad. as soon as they went to Natural was kind of like when they went on that run, right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I'm like I'm like remembering in real time now. <laughs> like I'm putting it all together. So, um, I don't know. I had I had Dominus. In my C tier, you guys had them all a little higher. Uh, let's see. Now, John, you had them in C as well. You had them at the top of your C tier. Yep, they were like first team out of the playoffs in my my tier list. Yeah, I had them a little bit lower than that just because, like, it's to me, this team feels I, – I don't – I guess maybe this is just mostly a caution to myself because I don't want to get too high on this team just because they finished last season strong. This is one of this is a rare move for me that they've made here, which is a move that I think is clearly an upgrade, and at the same time is not a move that I ever would have made. Um, like I, th- I think they definitely upgrade their mid lane by bringing in GA. Yeah. But I hate the idea of they had to have paid some decent money to get GA. Yeah. And I hate the idea of spending money and picking up a guy who doesn't even really get you over the hump. Like yeah. I still don't have this team making the playoffs, and. You could probably find an LDL guy in the mid lane who's very good, who still isn't going to get you over the hump, but at least has like a, a future upside potential to him where I don't think ZA really does. So I do think they upgraded with ZA, but I think it was a bad move because I don't think it gets them over the hump. Yeah, this team's 
you know, I put a little bit more weight on continuity, and I still don't have this team as high as you guys do, just because like I don't think the ceiling's there. Like I know they looked pretty good last season, but like the entire region, th- th- to me, this is more an, a, a symptom of the entire region being better. Yeah, like last year, I think they hit you know eighty percent of their potential. They're a playoff team, and we kind of saw that like toward the end of the season, like what they could be. The problem is like I don't know how much better they get from there. Like this team is yeah. just this team is a low ceiling team to me that might get there in spring based on continuity, but that's it. Yeah, that's that's basically how I feel. Like they could slide into the playoffs if they ran pretty good or if they slightly overperformed, but they're I don't think they're anywhere near like a competing to win the league type team. Uh anything else on Dominus? No, the next one's I think one of the most interesting teams we're gonna talk yeah, about. I so. think this team might be the one we had the most difference on. Besides, I guess, like, technically E-Star, because I had them, you know, me and Cal had them last. You guys had them, like, 13th or whatever. But I think, um, hey, there's Chris. Chris back again. So I think LNG is an interesting one. Uh, we had a lot of differing opinions on them. So I have I have LNG. Aggregated, we have LNG 9th. We're not LNG yet. Oh, we're at VG. <laughs> Let me go in order of the thing <laughs> that's listed out for me. Here we go. I'm gonna. I'm just going to color code these. So Chris, you look buff, again. bro. Have you been lifting? <laughs> I have not worked out a single time this whole semester. <laughs> it's just just fat. <laughs> <laughs> bulking, we're bulking, right? That's the So, uh we have Vici next. Um obviously big off-season acquisition of Coma. Um this is a team that I was really excited about and then like once I started actually putting this list together, I was like uh, I'm optimistic, but that's it. I can't. In, I can't in good faith like actually put. And this is one of the rare cases for me personally. Like I don't put too much weight on preseason tournaments, but man, did Forge look bad in Demacia Cup? He had like you want to talk about feast or famine, but it was like three quarters famine. Like that's what it <laughs> was. Like on the plus side, Cube looked like an absolute monster. So he maybe that bad. counteracts some of it. But I don't know how much of that is just Mordekaiser because Cube's Mordekaiser is disgusting. So this team, like you nailed it for my thoughts on this team. If Forge like, is good, this is a playoff team. Like that's just, well, that's that's first, what it is for me. When I first heard about it and the news was rolling in, and they're like, Vici picks up Coma, Vici picks up Iboy, Vici picks up Maestro, Vici picks up Forge. Like every time that stuff was happening, I was like, Oh baby, better and better and better. Vici's going to be a contender. And then I actually looked at the lineup and I watched the Demacia Cup and I just really looked at the lineup and I was like, yeah, it's oh. like... Forge was like rookie's backup who didn't look that good when he was playing with the Shy. And we, wanted, was, we like, wanted to give Forge the benefit. I just want to cut you off real fast. Like, yeah, go ahead. We wanted to give Forge the benefit of the doubt. We talked a lot about Forge last year because this was Forge was the guy that stepped in when Rookie had the family issue at the beginning of summer for Invictus, right? Mm-hmm. And. A lot of the guys accepting who was the support player. Um, oh, it's like escaping me. The guy that was played supported they, when they took out um, Balan. I don't, I don't even know, man. And everyone, so when they were using these subs, we were commenting on how it's really hard to just play that Invictus style, like that up tempo, like breakneck pace, like really narrow windows, because they've been doing it for years. You can't just step in and do that, and they were trying to do that, right? So it made for it made all these subs look really bad. So we we wanted to give them the benefit of the doubt, right? 
like going on like in Demacia Cup, he just looked terrible. Like, and sorry, John, I know I cut you off, but like, go back, go back to your point. But I just wanted oh, no, to give that some like, context. I was looking back over, and I was just thinking, well, like Forge, actually, now that I think about it, was like really not that good when he was playing with some like absolute all stars on IG, and then Maestro was good, but it was also not like exciting. And then iBoy, the more I watch iBoy, the less I like iBoy. Um, when I was iBoy watching is the him, wild turtle of the LPL. Yes, I was watching him on EDG, and like he was so hyped when he was coming in as a rookie years ago, as like the next Uzi. And the more that I watch him, the less that I like his playstyle. The more I think like what, he has some ceiling, but most of the games he's either doing what you would expect out of your AD carry or completely throwing the game. <laughs> like it's like he's, one or the other. He's imp. Yeah, and so when He's I really thought about it, is like, okay, well, they already had aches, and he wasn't great, and then we hadn't seen that much Q, but neither him or ZDZ has looked that good. And then the three people they picked up, there's not anybody there that I really think is like a star. And so all of a sudden, I was like, oh, wait, actually, I don't actually think this team's that good. Yeah, I kind of had that exact same realization. Like, I was getting yeah. really, really excited, and I was like, well, the thing is, like, maybe Coma does something. They didn't really have Coma during Demacia Cup. Uh, so maybe this team looks completely different come regular season. Cube looks like yeah. an absolute monster, and I don't think the current Mordekaiser nerfs that are on this patch are going to be enough, so that's going to be give them some leverage early in the season, but I don't know how long that lasts. You're definitely right that he looked like a monster, but you're also definitely right that everybody that played Mordekaiser... Exactly, like exactly. There was so. like one guy that had a really crap Mordekaiser game, I don't remember who it was, and that every other time Mordekaiser got picked, I was like, that champion's not fair at all. <laughs> I also think, like, yeah, like this was kind of the the excited, and then you're like you're you're laying it out, and you're like, I can't, I can't honestly put them higher than this. Like, really, I can't. I just can't do it, right? Yep. Like, uh, so Chris, what what did you think on, on these Vici moves? Because you have them. Let me see. You have Vici. I have the yeah in the B tier, right below. Ceiling you have them nice, so Dom, just so just yes. missing the playoffs. Yeah, I'm very interested to see what. Koma does. Uh, I think he's a very well-respected coach that does uh, does wonders with something. And of course, this is not an exciting roster. That is the reason why I have them in a B. I think they have potential to become an A tier. Um, and but that 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 will take some work. Uh, let me see. I have to try to pull up their rosters again. Um, computer's moving slow. So We've got, uh, the top lane is ZDZ and Cube, the jungles yeah. Chieftain and Ike's mid lane Forge, and then Iboy and Maestro. Chieftain was Billy Billy, right? Yeah, yeah. Chieftain was Billy Billy. He was, yep, yep. Uh, so whew, solid all around. Nothing special until I want to see. Uh, yeah, you know what? I much like John. Uh, the more I think about Iboy, the more I'm like. Is he really good? Yeah, like, just, right? Like, like, that's the thing. Do it's... we just remember his highlight moments? Because he has very good highlight moments. He's gifted. He's mechanically ah. gifted. It's just... Yeah, it's one of those questions you have to ask yourself of, like, if this guy is the best guy on the team... Is, can the <laughs> okay, team how good is this team? Because he was not the best player on EDG. And here's the thing. Because iBoy is gone from Team WE, that's why I bumped Team WE down, but at the same time, it didn't really upgrade EDG. Vichy. EDG. Oh, yeah, EDG, yeah. sorry, yeah. I bump EDG down, and that it, it didn't really. If they need to play around iBoy, I think that would be a mistake. That's and a problem. Then, yeah. yeah, I think we, I think we all agree there, right? Struggle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, they they are in the potential to go up or down. So that's that's why I have them. 
Yeah, so John John and Calvin had them finishing 10th. Chris, you and I both had them 9th, I think, primarily on optimism about Coma. Maybe John. Yeah, I think we kind of got caught up. Got caught up in it. Yeah. Um, anything else on Vici? Vici's going to be interesting because if the Coma factor is real, and we don't know, it's going to be fast. Like they're they're going to be a fascinating team to watch because if the Coma factor is real, this is probably a playoff team because I think one of these former playoff teams is going to fall off. I don't know who yet, but we're going to get to them next, right? Um. Next up, we had LNG which we had as a consensus ninth. I had them 10th. I keep doing this. We we had them consensus ninth, uh, like just outside of the playoffs. LNG, let me see, what was their change? It was really hard doing this on the fly because I wrote all of this. So they added Maple and XX from uh, – Maple from Tuning, XX from TOP. Uh, Light, Duan, and I, I want to use from Invictus Academy, right? Uh, he was from EDG Youth. EDG Youth, that's right, that's right. Uh, yeah, that, that was the team that we talked about earlier that had, like, four um, – it was, like, four and players. And Duan, uh, for anybody that doesn't know, Duan is Caveman. Ah, uh, yes, from uh, – oh, was it Rogue Warriors? No, I no, think uh, – No, uh, G or yeah, – G. Oh, OMG. yeah, that's right, that's right. So, <sighs> this team – like, to me, this is a matter of – there's a good blend of guys that have upside, guys that are getting out of a situation that clearly wasn't working. Mabel. Um, XX was just good. Like, XX is just a good player. I think he's one of the better junglers in the whole league, and that's a really powerful tool in professional League of Legends at the highest level. I, I think jungle – honestly, I think jungle matters than any other more than any other position at the highest level. And maybe that might get amplified this season. Uh, it's going to depend on how it plays out, but like the way the game's laid out currently, like junglers that get ahead stay ahead, and there's nothing you can do about it. So I would agree there, but I don't know if it's just going to become so linear that there's not really any reading, and everyone's just like playing out the same script or not. Um, Flandre has been around forever, serviceable veteran. He's had his highs, and you know even his lows are not that low, which is kind of interesting about Flandre. Um, yep, I like Flandre a lot. Yeah, like. This team to me like has the potential. Like if if Maple and Flandre can kind of you know, for lack of better terms, like recapture some of that youth, and then either like any of these prospects ends up being really really good, this is this is just gonna be a stud team. Like I think I think like they could be not just like a definite playoff team, but like maybe competing higher than that. Because yeah, I think Maple like that top side is really good if Maple can recapture at least some of what he had before. Maple's going to be the key, I think, because yeah. like I said earlier, I treated him as like a negative tier lineup because he was so bad, in my opinion, last last year. But I treated him as being very bad when I was ranking LNG. If it turns out that really just the team or the culture or the coaching or whatever on suiting was the problem and Maple's actually still really good, then this team's a playoff team for me for sure. Um, but it, I was basically, when I was ranking this team, just saying to myself, like, how far is XX and Flandre going to get the team? Because I don't think their bot lane is special. I think they're fine, but they're not special. And I think Maple's going to lose most mid lanes if he's anything like he was last year. So it was basically XX and Flandre trying to carry in my mind. But if Maple turns out to be pretty good this season, then yeah, this is a this is a playoff team for sure. I think. So, so I'm going to let um, Chris and Cal go in because, like John, you had LNG 12th. I had them 10th. Chris, you have them sixth. I think the highest of us, sixth. 
and Calvin has them eighth. So you guys both have them in the playoffs. Me and John both have them outside of the playoffs. So we've we've said we've said our piece. Go ahead and uh, do. Let's hear the pro LNG playoff argument. Cal, go ahead. I just think LNG with this with this team is gonna do pretty well. I like XX and Flandre to work well together with Maple and maybe not only say pick up his slack, but um, probably just shadow him a little bit more, a little better. Um, I'm not saying Hacker didn't help uh, Maple enough, but I think. Um, I don't know. I just think just this team in general is pretty good. Don't they have uh, Asura on the team, right? They did? I did. I do have him on my roster. Yeah, I'm yes. pretty sure they do. So if Asura starts, I think this team's a lot better than if Light starts. So. Yeah, I think they're. Yeah, they do. He's still on the roster, yep. Yeah, so I I think if I, I would expect Asura to start, and Asura's a. Pretty damn good uh, carry, so I think a lot of people are underestimating him as well. I think one thing that's noteworthy with this team too is that I kind of just forgot about until just now is the way Snake plays the game is kind of like in line with the way you're supposed to play right now. Like a lot of scrapping, a lot of death balling around objectives. Like that's how that team's always played, right? True. So maybe you cook some of that in, but so. So Cal, you're like being more optimistic on this, like you th- yeah. you think it's more yeah. likely to come together than not. Yeah, pretty much. All right, Chris, what about you? What do you think on LG? Because you you yeah. have them the highest out of all of us. You six, I, which is like pretty firmly in the playoffs. I do, and that's what you just said. Mentioned there, LNG style, which uh, give off a good impression that they were heading in the right direction, and by adding XX to the team, I think they made it uh, a better an upgrade there. Um, and again, I would say Asura has to play for me to be uh, very confident in this. But this is a team that's coming together. They're, the coaching staff has a game plan. Apparently, it looks like they has a game plan starting from last year. I had a lot of doubt in them last year. I think I had that like whole spiel about you know Snake and she can't shed their skin and whatnot. But hey, <laughs> they made the playoff. They beat IG. I mean. Uh, I don't. Okay, let's have it. That's a whole separate. Too traumatic. Too traumatic. (laughs) Too traumatic. But um, they if they build off on that, I think I have a good sense that they'll make the playoffs. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I I don't think it's that crazy to have them. I I guess I'm just being skeptic, and you guys are being optimist on this one, which is totally reasonable. This is a high variance team, right? This yeah, is another team that we're we're pretty divided on, so it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. Um, anything further on LNG? Or... All right. Uh, next up, we have EDG uh, consensus eight point five. I have EDG exactly eighth, and I have EDG in their own like half tier because I, I don't know with this team like. <laughs> There were, there were times where they looked so bad and so like honestly like lazy <laughs> last year that it drove me up a wall because I know this team's good. But then I see these players and I'm like, this team has to just be good, right? Like Jinu's a beast, Scout's a beast, Mako's a beast, right? Th- this team has to be good. Like I'm I'm just convinced of it. Like so, what my eyes tell me is they're not. Like my eyes tell me this is not a playoff team in in this LPL. But I just look at these players, and I look at the players on like from a lot of these teams that are on the cusp, and I think they just have better players. And at some point, it's it's getting too cute 
to say like, okay, like, oh, the teamwork's going to be better. Like this team is is a huge variance team to me. Like I literally put them in the A, like the A minus B plus tier, like in their own thing because I don't know. <laughs> like when when this team is playing at like seventy five percent their capacity, I think they're a playoff team. Like they're just good. But you, I just don't know who shows up every week. <laughs> like that's the thing, and it's going to be interesting seeing Hope as a full time player now too. Uh, I I kind of we talked about iBoy a little bit. I'm willing, even with the whole region upgrading, to make this team a playoff team because I think iBoy actually was that big of a detriment. Contrary to a lot of people's belief, the problem was like Hope didn't impress me so. I don't know if Hope getting full-time starter reps is going to make him enough better. I tend to lean that direction because he did not look very good last year. That's exactly my problem. Like He's the key to this. Is he, he's think, the key to this team. I did not like iBoy, but iBoy was – like when the iBoy was out and Hope was playing, I hated the team. Yeah. Hope was even worse. So Like iBoy at least had the spike performances to just like randomly like win a game by himself. Hope maybe as if Hope gets this full time starter reps, maybe he makes some big strides forward. But that's their big weakness for me is the eighty carry role because I already thought it was kind of a weakness, and this is a downgrade. Yeah, like it's interesting to me because if if this team I feel like doesn't want an X factor eighty carry, like they don't want that. Two three oh, years ago, yeah, they wanted that. They don't want an X factor eighty carry. They want a guy that's just functional to let the other four like stud players on this team do their thing. Yeah, Jinyu right. and Stout are going to win you plenty of games. And yeah. both junglers, both Gigi and Zinyi, have both looked good. Yeah, and Mako's been a stud for how many years now? Like, maybe yeah, he so falls off a little, but, like, he knows they, what he's they're doing. They're carry not to screw them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's going to be really interesting seeing this team without just a coin flip in that position. Because that's what yeah. Ivoy felt like. He was like, okay, he's just going to lose you games and, like, win you a game sometimes. But how many of those games that he lost would they have won just from the other side of the map? And I'm, I'm willing to bet it's more of those than the other way around. So this entire team to me hinges on hope and all the veterans not falling off too hard. Cause I mean, Mako's Mako and Scott have been playing for a long time. There is some, you know, less than zero chance that they just fall off a cliff. Yeah. Uh, I don't see any reason to think that, but it's certainly possible. Uh, let's see. So I have I have them exactly eighth. Like they're the to me they're like the gatekeeper, but it's like not a hard cut because I don't know like how this team's gonna look with hope. Uh yeah, that's why I say a team like LNG, if Maple performs well, could could become a playoff team pretty easily because there's a reasonable chance EDG looks worse than last year. So let's see, Chris, you have EDG the lowest, obvious. Um You have, I have them eleventh. Clear beat here for me, and that's a function of hope. I think you guys touched on it, and I don't know. You like you mentioned, there's a there's a clear cognitive dissonance with me because I see the talent, I see the names, each of them individually are good, but the moment that they had hope in, this team just lose to like random bad teams. Yeah, <laughs> and, you're, you're you're absolutely right. Like they were bad, and I had hope. <laughs> hope. When I saw Demacia, that maybe some chemistry is building, maybe they saw something enough to let them see I will go. No, they, they, they had the same issue that I'm seeing, and I just don't know how much of a of that that will change this year. So you're probably right that it's closer to a gatekeeper between like in playoff contention, falling out wouldn't be surprising. But for me, it's like I don't want they need to show me something. That's fair. 
Yeah, this this team is like kind of the the team that least matches my philosophy on laying this list out because I pretty much rank it in order of who has the least questions. But they don't have very many questions. It's just one big question. Like that's the problem with this team is is the question is a giant question mark. It's like a Super Mario question mark box above my head. Like I don't know, <laughs> right? So let's see, uh, John, you have them. You have them six. Yep, I, I still rated them reasonably highly. I have a lot of respect for Scout. I thought both their jungles looked really good. Um, I, it's really just down to whether they can get Hope to be a serviceable AD carry. And you would think if all they need from him is to be just a reasonable player, you would think they could that that organization could get just about anybody to that level. And you so that, think that. that's, what I'm, that's what I'm hoping for. And, like, and maybe he is. To carry the team's pretty good. Like, maybe that's what they want from him. And, like, it was just, like, you know, his first experience in the LPL was rough. And he's a little more comfortable now. And he'll be better. And they, they just need him to not lose. Like, they just need him to not lose games for them. Because the rest of this team is so stacked. Just go spike Jackie Love. If, they, if this team spikes Jackie Love, they move up for me. Yeah, And for this sure. region is competitive as hell, so... <laughs> and I'm not even a Jackie Love fan necessarily because I think he's got a little eye boy in him too. Yeah, I think he does too. But I think his upside's like generally he's like generally an overall higher quality player. I think. Yeah. Uh, Calvin, you had EDG five, six, seven, eight, nine, just outside of the playoffs, but in your uh, B tier, like competing. Yeah. Um, hope just sucks. So there's just no hope for that team. <laughs> oh my god. All right, god. let's move on. <laughs> All right, yeah, I guess we've recycled that point enough. Uh, anyway. Uh, next up, we had, and this will be, I think, like, our last, like, consensus B-tier team. Because uh, there's a huge jump in in the uh, aggregated rankings here. from. Uh, so we have Billy Billy. So Billy Billy, interestingly, they made, they made a roster change. They made two roster changes. But weirdly, kind of kept the structures and stylistic, like like the composition of their team, the same, right? You have the import solo laners, and oh, they did retain AD. I think they've retained ADD, right? Like I don't know if he's going to play or if he's just still under contract or what. But they also brought in King and um, KT Rolster, I believe, from the LCK. Yeah, um, kind of hit or miss when he played, like nothing special. ADD is is still very good. ADD was would, excellent last season. I said I would highly prefer if ADD is their starter. I, I would too. I don't know why they brought why they brought King in if he's not going to start. But for me, I would be playing ADD as your starter. And then the other addition um, was Fofo from the LMS. So uh, Fofo kind of got a lot of hype, and I think I think a lot of people learned who Fofo is from Worlds this year. Uh, one of the more dominant players. You can make an argument that he's the best player in the LMS, right? Last yeah. year, yeah, and I think that that's a reasonable argument. Yeah, make. like he's, I mean, he's one of, one of them, right? He, he probably is the best player in the LMS last season, but yeah, region also took kind of a downturn. He had a pretty good showing at Worlds. Uh, BLG brings him in. The, what's interesting to me about this is this is going to be, at least in theory, like a tri language team. Like you that have Korean top, yeah, you have, you have it's. Uh, I guess it'd be like Taiwanese, Korean. I mean, obviously, the, the Chinese players like there's some amount of overlap, and Koreans based from Chinese also, so there's some amount. But 
players from three different regions. Um, you still kept the some uh, some semblance of you know continuity with this team. In you know you're you're retaining basically four players and then just adding two more and you're only switching really the mid lane right because I think Zinbo was with them last season correct yeah and BLG was a good team I think the only like to me the biggest question mark with this team is is whether or not they can get everybody integrated and then to me the even bigger question is can they play 2020 League of Legends because the way the game's played right now is definitely not conducive it's it's not good for the way Billy Billy like to play um, historically Billy Billy have been more of like that more controlled Korean style uh, League of Legends where it's more focused on macro, less constant. They were the least LPL team in the LPL, right? Them and, like, I guess, like, WE kind of to a lesser extent, right? They were, like, a better version of that. But they played, like, a Korean team, and what was interesting was they were making it work in the LPL, something that Korea has struggled with over the last two years is playing against these LPL teams, right? This team has players. This is another case with, like, to me, it's like EDG where... I just can't have this team that bad because the players are just too good. But, yeah, that, that was exactly how I felt. Was like the players here are good enough that this should be a good team. I am kind of interested in. I think when you're talking about them needing to switch their style, I think that their transfers kind of show you that they want to do that. Because I don't think Kuro was necessarily worse than Fofo, but they're very different. Yeah, I'd agree with that. So like Kuro was very good last season, but. He's not the kind of player that Fofo is. And so them picking up Fofo instead might be them saying, we want to try to play a more 2020-style League of Legends game. Yeah, I also think that, like, yeah, I, I that, that's a that's a really good um, good thing to point out because Fofo is definitely a more, I would say, active on the map type player. Not that Koro wasn't, but Fofo was definitely more active. Yeah, and he's a kind of a lane-dominant guy where Kuro was, like, a bit more of a supporting like play it, play more of a supporting team fighty style where Fofo is the kind of guy that will try to get fed. Yeah, I, I kind of have I have some thoughts on on Kuro, but I'll save that for another time because I think he's been criminally underrated in, in his career. Yeah, I think I, he's very good, which I is why he, I was surprised that they switched him out unless yeah, it was just about stylistic stuff. I also think that like he kind of gets typecast a little bit sometimes as like this more controlled player when he's played Fizz at a really high level. He's played some of these roaming picks, so but I think Fofo is like. Definitely more toward that end of the spectrum. Um, more aggressive, more coin flippy. Wins a lot of his coin flips because <laughs> he's just good. Uh, yeah, to me, the players on this team are just too good. Like I don't know, like Chris and Cal, what do you think on on BLG? Um, BLG is good. I mean, it's, it's kind of feel like it's like the same team as last year. I mean, they really just can't get any much worse. I would just flip flop Ofo and Kramer, um, but. This team should be good. I mean, they're bringing back the same players. They should have enough chemistry to, you know, do well in the LPL. So maybe they'll change their style. Maybe they'll start King in maybe his first three games with a different style and see how they look. And then they, if it's not working out, they go back to, with ADD. Yeah, I clearly have no idea what I was doing when I made this ranking. Really, really <laughs> so low. <laughs> yeah, just uh, right. for context, um, Chris had Chris had Billy Billy thirteenth, uh, which I I know is wrong. So where where like where, where would they go? Say, Chris, just be like, nah, Billy Billy sucks. Fofo, sucks. double down on it. <laughs> I'll keep it, we're but this will people. probably be like I have no like rational because like you said, they made the LCK style work at the LPL. It's them and Top Sports, the two teams that I can point out has the similar style and they made it work on the highest level um, 
both are were in the playoff. I think yeah. Philly did make it. Uh, at least in the spring, I know this for certainly. Um, but I guess I'm just not feeling it, and this will be a hot takey type of. So you think ranking. they're not a playoff team? Yeah, I think I think my the playoff teams that I have are clear um, top teams for me, and I don't know how Philly can challenge them. Maybe I'm wrong. So you have you know like set, you, it, it looks like the way you have your list set out, you have like seven teams definitely making the playoffs. So like, and you have like four competing for that last spot, which I think is a totally realistic situation because I'm kind of an, on board with there being just like eleven good teams and six bad teams in the LPL this split. Just say I'm drunk with Billy Billy, but I'll keep it this way. <laughs> and if it works out, I'm just gonna be like, you're clean. genius. I'm a genius. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so next up, we kind of step up. Uh, there was a pretty big. Maybe this is where we just draw the line, like the hard line, and this is just like a firm top six going into the season. And obviously, this will shift and change. But yeah, it start, seems like that's where starting we're at. starting our starting our A tier. Uh, some John, you have them in the B tier. I have them. I kind of have an extended S tier because I think the LPL is stacked this season. So, um, John and Cal have RNG. Uh, we'll never give up in their B tier. Chris, I think you also. Um, I guess it's like A. It's the same thing. So, uh, John and Cal, you're a little a tad lower on RNG than we are. But to to me, this team showed really really well in the Masi Cup, and I don't want to overreact to a good showing with the new lineup, but. This is another case where, like, the, the players are just good enough, and there's enough continuity. And Betty, while he's not Uzi, is a good player. And there's it sounds like, like Uzi's going to start. Yeah, yeah, like that's what I mean. Like that's the other thing is like yeah. we don't we don't know if like is he going to take an extended break? Is this going to be an alternating situation? Uzi health has been like deteriorating so yeah, much that, faster. I think that, he did an interview with that. It just it just sucks because he's so good and. Just you just don't know like in any time he's, like you say if he's gonna take an extended break or not. And I don't mind Betty as a carry, even though he played jungle in the LMS. I'm pretty sure then switched, and then he, he switched to a carry. Roles in the LMS. Yeah, so he, he, was, he played multiple. He, he played roles. A, he played AD for for most but, of his career. But like I just can't see him. I don't know who I forgot who RNG played in the Demacia Cup. I mean, I mean they, they played they, they, they played, played uh, they, and then they had the two they had the two um, uh, academy junglers battling for yeah. the spot. It looks pretty good. So XL XLB was really good. It's, I don't know his full name, but it's it's XLB, whatever. But they, they do look pretty good, you know. I honestly, I mean, they're like a like an A minus B plus to me, not like a B, like a square B. You know what I mean? So you have them like has, where I have EDG. Like it's yeah, the same they have kind like of a little bit of like they they do have upside. It just really depends on if I think Uzi if Uzi can stay healthy for me. Yeah, I think Xiaohu looked particularly good in Demacia Cup too. And Jalong now, XLB. Yeah. That was one of the big stories for me is I was going to rate this team a lot lower, and I was I lost some money rating them lowly in the Demacia Cup because I just didn't see how they were ever going to replace Carsa. I was the same I was in the same boat. And so but Zhaolong Bao looked very good. And the rest of the team's not not any different. It's it's if, if Zhaolong Bao is good and Uzi is starting, then it's Uzi, Ming, Jiahu, Longji. And Jalong Bao, and if, if he's playing the way he was in the Demacia Cup, nothing else is changing. So they should be a world's contending team. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Uh, yep. I kind of have this as so RNG are another team that without Carsa, it's going to be interesting to see how they play. Like, 
are they also going to step into the new like the next century right with their with their style because I'm just going to say it right now. For those that haven't watched anything, you you just can't play scaling anymore. Right now, right now, that could change. Scaling right now is like two and a half items. That's like your scaling teams, like Vladimir, because he's like good on two items and more, and then like the tanks, and that's it. And like some of these characters, like it, the game is all about early and getting ahead and staying ahead. So when I said when they lost Carsa and then I combined that with like the way the patch looks right now and the way they want the like where it looks like they want the game to go, I had a lot of questions and I don't want to jump too far. Like I don't want to hop on the bandwagon yet based on just Demasi Cup, but they performed a lot better than I thought they would. Like obvi- yeah. obviously, like to <laughs> take the whole thing down, but like so I have them like the top of my A tier, like definitely like they're they're almost definitely going to be a playoff team. That's exactly where I had them. Just leading the tier below the four elite teams, or the teams that I was considering the four elite teams, I had them being the best of the next tier. All right, anything else on RNG? Chris, you got anything on RNG? Uh, I wanted to rate them so much lower, but and a loss of Carsa is still big, I think. Yeah, I agree. Um, we're we're going to end up seeing the results of like the ramifications yeah. of that at some point. Yeah. Yeah, I really don't want to let Demacia influence me too much, but every time I doubt RNG, they somehow rise to the occasion, and every time I get high on them, they suck. So, with this ranking, they're probably going to suck. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Um, next up, we have uh, the team we are all the highest on, and I think it seems like some people are getting in, getting on the bandwagon. Like, They're also probably the team most likely to just completely bend my money over a table this season. Yeah. But. <laughs> so this is our new SNG. This is a yeah, this is the this is our Sooning, not the Sooning that we all endorsed last season. Because I think we were pretty hip to be skeptical on them, if I'm remembering correctly, going into last year. But uh, this team we're we're hype on, and yeah. that's OMG. Uh, Hop, hop on board. This isn't this isn't the bandwagon. We got a cruise liner. Like everybody, <laughs> hop on. Uh, you know, we got the drink packages. There's a buffet. Like we got. There's a water park up top. Like we we can, we're we're in on OMG. Um, consensus ranks five. Um, actually tied with RNG in that aspect. Uh, so OMG. Uh, we've talked a lot about this team last year and how we were maybe a little bit ahead of the curve. Like we were getting ahead of ourselves a little bit on OMG last season because we saw a ton of talent in curse and icon and a lot of potential. And this is a team that added hacker SMLZ and uh, cold's just the same. Uh, It's five. Yeah, it's five. It's five. So a little bit of continuity in top mid and support, add a stud jungler, which was their at, jungle was the biggest question mark for this team. Mm-hmm. The bot lane wasn't wasn't great, but the jungle was a massive. It was just a liability every single game. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had a carousel there; nothing was working. I felt so bad because, and you know, the jungle is bad because if the soul lanes are this good, it's so much easier to jungle when you have good soul lanes, and they yep. still were messing things up. So. They bring in Hacker, and maybe Hacker's not quite the world-class level of, like, a Karsa or, or a Tian or anything like that. I do think he's in that next tier. Hacker's very good. Um, actually, he's probably toward the top of that tier, right? Yeah, Hacker's very good. And so, OMG add Hacker. To me, and they add SMLZ at 80 carry. 
to me, this is like one of those things where you want to get ahead now because this is gonna this is gonna make a run, and I'll let you guys take the floor. You guys can have the floor on this one. Like I, we were hype on OMG last season, maybe a little bit ahead of ourselves. I'm I'm in this season. They did everything. They did everything I wanted them to do in the off season. They fixed all their problems and they kept the players that I liked on the team. Like, exactly. What more, what more could I ask for? Yeah. Right. They knew what they were doing. Curse, who was an absolute monster. Chris, you got some background noise. Uh, Curse, who was an absolute monster. Uh, Icon, uh, I've always said, I thought was like just a complete stud. Um, I did think that he had some bad games last season, but it was kind of a Teddy and Jenner type situation where they were doing so badly that it was really hard for him to... I'm sure he lost his focus at some point during the season. And then they bring in SMLZ, who's a long-term, consistent good pro hacker who's among the best junglers around. Yeah. I, this is exactly what you wanted them to do going into the off season. They fixed the exact spots you wanted them to fix. Got to think good things are coming for this team when they start to gel. Yeah. So we have, we all have OMG in our top five, right? Uh, no, we all have OMG making the playoffs, not in our top five. I have them fifth. Chris has them seventh, but in like a tier above the teams competing for the eighth spot. John, you have them fourth. Cal, you have them fifth. So, to me, I, I actually think OMG is going to be in like the S tier. Like, I think, I think the LPL. I'm putting there's, I'm saying there's five like S tier LPL teams, and it's going to be a damn travesty that there's only three spots for Worlds for this region. Uh, I think we're going to have five teams that deserve to be there and could legitimately compete for a title, and we're only going to see three of them. And I think OMG has the potential to be that. I think the question marks on this team, like, they were answered. The only question mark here is, is it going to work? Yeah. Like, seeing these players together. We we saw some in Demacia Cup. They looked good, but I, I think they're going to look better than that with more time to gel and everything. Like, I guess we should be making the argument against OMG, right? Like, what's the argument against OMG? Yeah, just that their styles don't gel for some reason or their personalities don't gel for some reason. Yeah. I think the talent's clearly there. Or maybe they, like... Yeah, people say this in traditional sports all the time with like new teams. You're seeing a lot in like football right now, but do do they know how to win? Is like a thing that people say all the time, which I kind of think is a little bit of bullshit. But like, do they know how to play big games? Are they they're they're going to be they're going to be featured a lot this season? Uh, I mean, this is a team like I mean, we we haven't talked too much on futures odds yet, but we've we've been like listing these. This is a team that's plus sixty six hundred preseason to win the split. Which I think we all agree is just way off. Like if, yeah. you're, if you want to, if you believe in like the value, like if you believe in like futures value picking and everything, like this is this is the this is the best value on the board, right? Yeah, I think them. There's one other one that yeah. I really like, yeah, but we're, I, we're gonna get to we're gonna get to that one. Yeah, I made three bets this season, and one of them was on E Star just for the question marks that I mentioned earlier. One of them was yeah. on OMG, and then the other one we'll come to. So, uh, sky's the limit for this team. Like, and I'm hoping they meet at least most of that expectation because if they do, I think they're going to be competing for a title potentially. Yep. And and this is and that I I just want to put extra emphasis on this because that should mean something because we think the LPL is like stacked this season. So a lot of teams with question marks, but like some amount of them are going to meet expectations and some of them are going to you know disappoint. I think there's going to be. We kind of talked about this before the cast, but I think the LPL is literally like 11 teams deep in terms of playoff teams. Yeah, out of very, the 17. So it should have a it should have some weight that we we all are on OMG as like a solid like playoff team. 
and I think this is the team that probably the books are the most off on this offseason. Yeah, they're probably the most off on OMG, I would say. Um, anything else on OMG? Obviously, we're, all, we're, we're team OMG. We're going to start the cruise liner. we got to get the, the black and white cruise liner, the on-theme colors. I mean, I'll, I'll, have to, I'll have to get the captain's hat. And uh, we'll we'll uh, we'll have to we, we we pull off short. They have, they have like one of the first matches I think right. They play like Tuesday I think. So we're gonna be starting our first cruise. Get your reservations now. Uh, next up, uh, we have Invictus coming in at four point five. Gonna be some controversy on this one, I think. Yeah. So I have Invictus at three. Chris at five. John, you have them. Eight. The last playoff spot, and Calvin, you have them third along with me, but I have them like in a tier below the top teams, which we're going to get to. So, John, I think you, you're—I mean, you're the lowest on this team. What's what's the uh, what's the the hot take? What's your what's what's yeah? The I think here? it's uh, I think it's name value that's uh, that's driving the the love for Invictus here because, as far as I'm concerned, going into this next season. Invictus is basically going to be the shy plus a little bit of rookie. Like, I just don't think this team's that good anymore. Um, I'm not a big fan of Puff and Southwind. We've, like, hyped them a little bit as, like, the former Vici duo who are pretty good. Uh, I'd be happier if they're playing Bowland, but my guess since they brought in Puff is that they're going to play Southwind with him because they know each other pretty well. Mm -hmm. Uh. In the jungle, I think they're going to play Leanne instead of Ning, and I haven't been super impressed with Leanne. I think he's been fine, but not great, which gives me like a fine jungle, a fine to below average bot lane. Rookie was looking more like an above average, but not mega exciting mid laner for a lot of last season. So for me, the real thing they have going for them is just the shy. And other than that, they just look like kind of an average team to me. I kind of have a different take on this because I, I thought a lot of the same things you did where when the Puffin Southwind news came out, a lot of people were like, oh, well, you're, they were optimistic about it, but I think it was optimistic because they knew Jackie Love was going to be gone, right? Mm. They knew that, that, that they knew that this team wasn't coming back, basically. So I think a lot of times you see this in traditional sports too where – when you know someone's leaving, you tend to be a little more optimistic and be like, oh, yeah, I think they did a pretty good job filling the spot, right? But you really got to put in, like, Balan and Jackie for the issues that Jackie had. I think Balan's a beast of a player. I think Balan's incredible. But for the issues that Jackie had, and really the issues they had as a bot lane, they were still, like, one of the best bot lanes in the world, period. Yep. And they had continuity. This team knew each other. Uh, we did kind of see a new look Invictus at the World Championships, and even with the new look, they were still a top eight team at Worlds, which impressed me. But I guess the point I was getting at is like it's it's too easy to be optimistic just because they brought in a known quantity, and you want to be optimistic about that. I, I think it's smart to bring in a duo like that that's played together, especially if you think you're in like a championship window, so to speak. Yep. So I think that part of it's smart. Uh, I think Lan could be another year better, but he's someone that's been hot and cold a lot. I, I just... do think it was smart with what you're saying. I do think it was smart for them to remain a win now team. You have the shy on your team, and you know rookie's ceiling is like arguably best player in the world. Yeah. When you have those two guys on your team, I think it'd be stupid of them to go out and try to like rebuild. Yeah. So it is smart of them to stay win now. I just 
I'm not sure that Puff South win and lay in is is good enough to win now. To me, this is like one of the rare cases where even in a hyper-talented region, I think the Cheyenne rookie are so much better than everybody. Like, that's... And that and the LPL stacked. Like, they're going to have to be so good game in and game out, but you know what? I don't trust any two players more than these two to do that. Yeah, that's completely like, reasonable. And, and to, me, to me, this is as simple as... I, outside of Faker, I think Rookie's probably the best mid laner in the world. Like maybe he Rookie's probably the second best mid laner of all time, and he still got it. He's still playing really well. Obviously, he's not perfect every single game, but neither is Faker. Right? Neither was Wayne Gretzky. The shy is Wayne Gretzky in his prime right now because God, he could do everything. It feels like right. Yeah. So this is one of the few cases where because I tend to not be this guy. I tend to not be the guy that like oh, these two players are so good that they'll just overcome all this stuff. I think team play and coaching and all that matters. This team also brought in a new coach. In, um, oh my god, who was it? Uh, One of the coaches from SKT. Yeah, they brought in, um, not Kane. Can't remember his name. It is Kane, right? Uh, I'm forgetting now. God damn it, I'm blanking on this. Oh, it's going to kill me. I wrote it down too. But uh, to me, to me, this is like one of the few cases where I just think that this is like probably the only case in the unit, like in the world, in like the the Eastern regions where I just think the two soul laners are actually enough better than everyone to overcome some of this adversity. And that's, it's very rare that I say that, but this is a very unique team. And this, again, there's another team that we they just like find ways to win and they're like to a frustrating degree, right? <laughs> like, yeah. So it would not surprise me at all to see them either just like lazy their like be lazy all the way through spring and then just get hot and like make a run in the playoffs, right? Yeah, I mean, I still think they're a playoff team. I still yeah. have them as a playoff team. I'm just not sure that I think they're like uh, a winning the LPL level team anymore. I think they're going to be in that conversation, but they would not be my favorite. So I think they will be too. So you, are you, so Cal, you're like in the same boat. Like you and I have them. You just to be clear. Like Cal and I have them in like our like our S tier. Like they're they're like an S tier or A tier yeah. team. Like they're still very good. You have them actually second. So I was wrong. You have them finishing second. Like give or take. I think that's just my bias. No, I honestly think that this team is going to be pretty good still. I know there's a lot of good. There are a lot of teams that upgraded. Like team we'll get to soon uh but i just think just having a pretty good bot lane is sufficient enough um i actually really kind of want to see like maybe the first game against fpx you just run out nang and balon with puff and just put your best players in literally just put your best players in and see what kind of upside you have you know what i mean it's the first game like what can go wrong it really just really you know i mean go one or no it really doesn't matter but um I just hope they can just find some stability because I don't know. Because like I said, that jungle, I really don't think Leon is. I think he's okay, and I think if Nate can just like just stay calm and focus and just like you know keep that same top three championship uh, top half of the map, I think this team can be really good still. I'm trying to find the coach whose name was escaping me. I think it is just Kane. Anyway, I'll figure it out. Uh, let's move on to our, anything else on Invictus. Invictus surprisingly has a lot of question marks, right? Another big time wild card. Yeah, really, like, 
kind of hard to say how they're going to how they're going to do. They could easily be the second best team in the league. Yeah, and they, they could also just like not hard. make playoffs because they don't care about spring or something, or they're yeah, just I mean, like, it doesn't I, come together. If the shy falls off at all, like if he's not clearly the best player in the top lane in the world, then they can be in trouble. Yeah, not just in this region, in the world. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, the the thing is, right he now. needs to be like orders of magnitude better to carry, but I think he can do it because he's an obscene player. Like that, to me, like that, that's, I guess, how I should phrase the rookie and the shy thing is they don't have to be just better. They have to be like orders of magnitude better than their competition, mm-hmm. but I think they're both capable of doing that. And there's like, I don't think there's another set of solo laners that I would say that about. Like, there's a couple that are like maybe, but no one I feel like super sure about. Uh, next one. Uh, top esports. You have them at three point five. I have them at four. Chris has them at three. John, you have them at three. Calvin, you have them at four. So, all pretty high on this team. Um, changes from the off season. They bring in Carsa to replace XX. Um, retain Chocho played for a few games for them last season, right? So Chocho was like the the sub support. That is now going to be full time, correct? If I remember right. Yeah. Um, and then, really, the, they retain Knight in three six nine. The only real question on this team is is Fodic or Fodic. I think they were saying Fodic on the English cast. Um, yeah, I mean, I said question marks just the bot lane in general to see how they perform. Yeah. yeah. Like, I think their top three mid jungle top is about as good as anybody in the world. Yeah, I'd agree with that. And it just comes down to if that bot lane is serviceable, then they'll be very good. If their bot lane is good, then they'll be great. It just comes down to how those guys perform, in my opinion. Knight, Carson, 369 is a great three-man unit that's going to just crush tons of matchups. Yeah, this is, I mean... Yeah, that seems good. I think it's really easy to forget that this team was probably should have been... This team probably should have been at Worlds, right? Like... Yeah, they should have been. Yeah, like, I actually think Top might have performed better than RNG did. Yeah, I, th- I think probably really they were a better team than RNG. You can make an argument they were a better team than Invictus, too. Yeah. Like, I think, actually, really, like, going into Worlds, I know, like, Cal, you were really high on Invictus, and, like, we eventually all got pretty high on Invictus, but, like, going into that tournament, I think Top was probably the second best team in China. Like outside of FPX, I think they were the best, the next best team. Yeah, they they definitely deserved it more than RNG. I think I was more surprised that, like I said, RNG made it than TOP. <clears throat> Let me see. Um, biggest question is the bot lane, but like this is another situation where I think the top trio is just so overwhelmingly good that they're going to be able to overcome that, and I think that part of the map matters so much right now that. I don't know. Well, it, this is another team, like, stylistically, it might have to mix things up, but I think Carsa is, you know, as good as anybody to adapt and adjust to the way things are now. And he's shown the ability to play every jungle style under the sun, basically. So I don't think they're going to be gated by that, necessarily. Um, anything else on top? Top's just, I mean, they're just good. They, that's the one question mark is, is the bottom lane. Yeah, I mean, their floor is high, right? Yeah, like, that, that's... Even yeah. if the bot lane is really bad, they're still going to be a good team. Yeah, like I think they're a playoff team if the bot lane's bad. Exactly. Like that's yeah. how. Like that's how. In kind of the same way, Invictus is. Like, imagine Invictus if they had a stud jungler. Yeah. Like it's kind of the same way, except I think their solo laners are are a bit better. Knight's really goddamn good too, but um, 
yeah, it's kind of like shifting that, like, divvy, like the dividing of the power, so to speak. Um, number two. Another uh, one that we're, I think, a little bit ahead of the curve on, hopefully. <laughs> uh, in JDG, a team that... God, it hurts my soul to put them this high, but they just look so good. I have JDG in the S tier with the only other team we haven't mentioned yet. I don't think I'm spoiling anything by saying Fun Plus is number one. I have JDG in the same tier as Fun Plus. Uh, you guys have them at the top. Uh, so, Chris, John, you have them number two. Cal, you have them number three. I have them number two, but I think a cut above these other teams because I think there's fewer questions. Like, to me... The only question with JDG is it's like a half question. Like, top had the bot lane is a question. The only question for me for JDG, it's like a half question, which is do these players know how to win, like, in, in these big spots? Like, does the, the guys that they retained, do they know how to be the best team in the LPL? Like, because that's the only question to me. Stud players across the board. JDG add um, – uh, so they retain Kanavi. That whole fiasco, that was a weird situation. We, we don't have to go into that. But So it's going to be Zoom, Kanavi, Yagal, Loken, and Lumel. So what was JDG's problem last year? To, to me, this is, is a real simple question. What was JDG's problem yeah. last year? It's just like and, OMG, right? They yeah. went out and fixed exactly what you want them to yeah. go out and fix. And they didn't just fix it. They hella fixed it. Like, they went and got, like, they backed up the Cadillac. Like, they got, they got everything, right? Loken is an absolute monster. And guess what? In the Demacia Cup, he was an absolute monster. So I think this team's going to like hit the ground running, too, which is another aspect specifically for like spring split capping that is is relevant. Like That's going to matter in terms of preseason stuff. And I think this is a team that's going to, like at worst, maybe we see them not be good in big games, but I think this team, this roster is just stacked. Like, yeah. Zoom and Yagao have been really, really good regardless of who's playing jungle with them. So the top side's going to work out. And they just fixed their biggest problem. So I, I don't know what else to say on this team. There's going to be studs. Like, and I think yeah. when, when a lot of other teams are asking at least some amount of questions, I don't think this team has any, at least for now. Yep, and we talked about the other bet that we really liked in futures value. Yeah, this this would be the other bet that we really like. Plus yeah. 1,500 on JDG is, uh, I think, is a pretty crazy number. Yeah, I'd agree. Yeah. Uh, Appreciate it. I mean, so what's the, I guess since we're so, like, the ones that we're unanimous on, I like to play devil's advocate. Like, what's the argument against JDG? Like, is this a team that's going to, like, win the regular season and, like, lose in the first round of the playoffs? Because they kind of feel like they could be that kind of team. No, you know, I have a lot of faith in JDG. I think Imp was their biggest variance as well as their worst player. So I think their 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 floor is a lot higher with the current roster. I just think they're going to be really good. Yeah, I also think Loken is just so steady. Like he's just solid every game. Like he doesn't have bad games. Yeah, that's all everyone in JDG is. To be honest with you, they all are just really good, and they just literally just don't have bad games. Even Kanavi was pretty good throughout the year. You know, you know Zoom. Yagao has always been good. Yagao's got some really... really neat pocket picks that work just, really well yeah. too. He's not bad. He's never been bad. He's yeah. just always been good. It's just he's just like not that like oh shit I'm gonna pop off and get like twenty kills. You know what I mean? Let's do like a just like a little thought experiment on this one. So like because to me JDG compare very very similarly to EDG, except EDG went out and replaced like variants with like maybe maybe the same like some level of variant like, because we don't know with hope like we've only seen bad from yeah. hope. If EDG add Loken, I'm pretty sure I probably have EDG in this spot. Like, does that just mean Loken's just an animal? Is Loken the best AD carry? 
Logan's good, bro. Logan's <laughs> really good. Like, yeah, he's very good. I don't know about best AD carry, but he's very good. Yeah, I mean, obviously we have like Uzi in this region and LWX, and but like I, that to me, like this is a perfect example of a team just answer. It's like OMG, they just answered the one question, like the they fixed the biggest problem, and it was a huge exactly. gaping hole, and they fixed it. So, all right. Um, anything else on JDG? Get your nope. futures in on JDG. Fifteen hundred is an insane number. Yep, I agree. Definitely get your pictures in on JDG. 1500 is an insane number for any top four team. Like, unless it's in a region where the number one's like way, way, way better than everyone else. Which you guys may think here. So, number one. It's the only one we haven't mentioned yet. Fun Plus Phoenix, the world champions. There's almost always somebody that cites the hangover example. It's usually me. (laughs) (laughs) Fun Plus Ad Con from SK Telecom to an already just... It's the World Championship lineup. Compound that with the fact that the way the game is right now is just perfect for this team. Like, in every way, shape, and form. Fun Plus are... I think Fun Plus are probably going to win this split unless the game changes drastically or unless they have a really bad hangover. Because they just won the World Championship when the meta wasn't particularly amazing for them. And they just brute force their way through it. The meta is in their favor right now. That's terrifying. Like, like, think about that for a second. This team, 3-0-G2. Maybe we could critique G2 for this a little bit. Won the World Championship in a meta that I think was not great for them. And, like, I thought was going to be their downfall eventually. They just did it anyway. In They passed with flying colors. Now this is their this is their wheelhouse? Are you kidding me? Is FBX, F plus, like, S++++? Plus plus plus? I mean, the only argument for FPX not winning the split, to me is just that they get outplayed on one day. Yeah. Like, they're going to be there. They're going to be there in the semifinals and the finals for sure. And it's just a matter of if, if a JDG or a top or an OMG that get day. lucky on the day and, and or have something picked out for them on the day and take them out. I don't think there's really any argument that they're not going to be in the hunt. Like, is, they're going to be there towards the end of the playoffs. Is FPX the favorite for Worlds? I know, I know, I know it's freaking January. I get it. If you had like, to take... I think like, so. I think so. I don't think they're over 50%. Like, they're not a favorite to win Worlds, but they're probably the team that has the, the highest yeah. chance of every team. Yeah, probably. Yeah, obviously, they're not, it's not a G2 in Europe situation where it's, you know, it's two, like 66% or whatever it is. But like, Yeah. I already have the LPL winning, the, uh, winning Worlds again. Uh, the so. region got better. Like, period. You, like, so, like, so, FPX, unanimous number one. Yeah. Um, yeah. At this point, like, yep. so, like, let's put a bow on this. Uh, that's the LPL. That's our breakdown for it. Uh, let's do, like, is the, like, to me, the LPL is going to be really interesting because there's a lot of good teams with, like, small question marks. Or, like, one big question that if it gets answered, suddenly it's just even crazier, right? I said it earlier in the show, but I think the LPL is legitimately, like, 11 really good teams, a couple just insanely good teams. And then six teams that are just lacking, right? Yeah. So I think last year it was like a 50-50 split. This year it's like, you know, 11 to 6. Like, you know, almost a two-thirds, one-third split of, like, playoff caliber teams. So I think you just, you have to say the LPL is the best region, right? Yeah, no, there's no doubt about that for yeah, me. I think I think last year there was a debate for it, like, after the first few months of the season when Korea started, like, looking like they were moving into – playing modern league of legends right and i was like on team korea all last season and 
obviously the results didn't happen at Worlds, but I think we all agree that Korea looked a lot better last year, right? Yeah. So the the thing is, like, you're going to have two-thirds of a region that's just obscenely good. Like, that's ridiculous. And at yeah. some point, like, it's not just that there's more teams. It's just that you have that many higher caliber teams. The LPL is going to be nuts this year. It's going to be really, really fun to watch. Um, any other, like, bows you want to put on this? Because we've run pretty long on this one. Obviously, the LPL show is going to run longer because there's 17 teams to go over. This is going to be yeah, the longest always, one. but Always the longer region, yeah. but... Yeah, not really a lot else to go over. I, d- I definitely think, like you said, that the LPL is the favorite to win Worlds for sure. They've got a lot of teams that could really show up and be great. There's like probably seven or eight teams here that that could easily go to Worlds, like that are good enough to be Worlds teams. Probably more than that, ten. Ten teams here maybe that if they went to Worlds wouldn't surprise any of us. So LPL is just going to be awesome, awesome to watch this season. Chris, what do you think? Yeah, I think we all can reiterate. My top seven teams all are probably good enough to play at a world stage. And I've had them that way because it seems like most of them are one player away from being a complete team. And that's really, really speaks to the talent that is the LPL. Um, Yeah, they're the favorite for me to win. I have no second thoughts about this. Well... Once again, the LPL is the ruler of the world. Let's go. Let's get them, boys. 2020 is your year again. That's it? Yep. Is this the new the new, the new, new dynasty? Oh, yeah. And I'm, I'm excited for it. All right. Uh, I have to answer this. It's going to trigger me if I don't. Uh, the coach I was thinking about was Zepha. Oh, okay, yep. So, yeah. Um, we're not Zepha. I'm wrong. I'm going to look this up. I'll tweet it out. We're going to close this one out. Um, anything else in the LPL? We will see you guys next week for, uh, I think we're going to do the LCK next, uh, and then the Western regions in some order. We'll get all of these out to you before the season start. LPL starts on Monday. Uh, enjoy the cast. We will see you guys uh, ramping into full, you know, full time again. So we will be releasing weekly again. Um, we will see you guys next time. See you next time, boys. The Gold Card Podcast opening theme is Clouds by Harvey and the Hendersons. The closing theme is Wasp in a Hat by the Tea Club. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and Podbean to never miss an episode.